Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's directly across from me. Mayor of Shavokan Dam in charge of global volcanic response for Pima. So he does a good job keeping us up to date with all the volcanoes that are going off around the planet right now. And we have... One of them's coming right out of your lips at the moment. (laughs) We have Kevin Hur on the other side of the glass. And he's a fabulous producer, does a great job and has for uh, centuries on this show, so we always appreciate that. He made that. a joke about me yesterday. I was going to go slap him, but then I thought better of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, he, th- he thought maybe you had alopecia, so he thought, oh, he better not go there because right. you're probably fed up about it. <laughs> you know, being bald isn't all that bad. Really? I've been bald for a long time. You save a fortune in shampoo. Well, yeah, but you got to buy more hats because it gets cold. your head gets cold in the winter. But you don't wear any hat anyway. I do when I'm shoveling snow or snow blowing. Really? Yeah, I have to Come wear one on. then. Which is why his wife says, here's your hat, what's your hurry? <laughs> She's been saying that to me for 56 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Now, if some, if you hear a bald joke, is there a such thing as bald jokes? I, I, I can't think of well, any my grand, Yes, ask my grandson, Logan. <laughs> he, he tells them to me all the time. He knows. You don't have any hair, Papa. Hey, Papa, where's your hair? Okay. Well, that's not really a bald joke. <laughs> it is to him. That's just he finds it quite humorous. <laughs> okay. But you're generally offended when you do hear such things? No, as... no, okay. no, no, no. So you have the Don Rickles tough skin. I used to joke about, about it yesterday. myself. You know, when I first started losing my hair, I had a huge comb over, which my wife finally told the person who cuts my hair, said, Laurie, cut that thing off. Well, <laughs> she did it without <laughs> oh. me knowing it. Then I went to Rogaine, but I had a crop failure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you get subsidized for that because it didn't grow? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I never thought about. Well, I, yeah, I got peach fuzz. That's what all I you got. Got a money back guarantee. And you know what's right? funny is if you if, when you stop using it, your hair, fa- whatever you got, falls out. So okay. I mean, literally, you go around with a sticky head with peach fuzz, or you. Mm-hmm. You just stay with the way you were. Well, now uh, there's a business in Sunbury that is putting little micro black dots on your head if you're bald or if you have a receding hairline. So it looks like you do have hair there. It's just cut exceedingly short. Do you remember the great Ron Popeil? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. he had a product that you could spray on your head. Right, that would darken made your it, existing hair. Right, and it made it look... But unfortunately, every time it rained, it slid off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So that really wasn't a viable so. alternative to being bald. Okay. Well, yeah, this is... But if you have a receding hairline, you can sort of give it a, a tighter hairline or uh, make it look like you, you do have hair, but that it's cut exceedingly short. 
So, or if you if you're a woman, you can well, have mine's cut exceedingly you know, short. Some dots <laughs> added to your head, and that that will I think <laughs> we call it micropigmentation. Dots added to your head, <laughs> and it'll make it look like you have more hair. So, well, you know, you don't want to look. Bad. Is it like a tattoo? It is a tattoo. It is a tattoo. Yeah, last right. couple of years. Uh, let's see. The day after slapping Chris Rock on the stage at the 94th annual Academy Awards, Will Smith issued an apology apology to the comedian, the Academy, and viewers at home, saying he was out of line and that his actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. Rock also apologized, saying on Twitter that last night I crossed the line I should not have and paid enormous price for my reputation as a, a, a renowned comedian. <laughs> I, I, I really don't think that's You true. don't think he's renowned? Uh, oh, no. he is. He's well, well he's known. well known, but for exactly what he does, which is insult people, but right. make fun of them. I mean, in a, in I, a, I don't think he a, needed to, way. I don't think Chris Rock needed to apologize for anything. I mean, there's a long-standing history of joking about people at the Oscars. My gosh, it's been a staple of what the mm-hmm. presenters and what the entertainers who uh, host the show have said and done for since the days of the uh, the earliest Academy Awards. All right, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts so Science. Can't take it. Don't go. Condemned Smith's onstage assault and said they would launch an inquiry into it later oh, in the day. Smith boy, gave that a, sounds tough. He gave a stronger apology, and then he did during his best. But he justified it by saying speech. that he, he became enraged. There's video of him actually laughing at the joke, and then all of a sudden, wow. Smith getting said, up and slapping. Smith said, "Well, I don't. I don't think this is a non-apology. This sounds like an actual apology." He said, "Violence in all its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of a job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I'm embarrassed, and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There's no place in." There's no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. In what way well, is that you know, a non-apology? Guess what? He, he found a place for violence in the world of love and acceptance. Right. He smacked a guy in the face for making a joke. Okay, so what does that not include that you say it's a non-apology? What doesn't it, it have? It, 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 it's what it does have that makes it, to my, to my mind, a non-apology, okay. because it spells out that he was just enraged over the joke that Chris Rock made about his wife's hair. And that destroys he throws the that, apology well, he, he throws that he tells in there. you why, it ha- why he did it? Well, he's trying to justify why he did it again. He's justifying it. If he hadn't told me that provocative joke, if I hadn't heard this offensive joke, I wouldn't have done oh, it. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, here's the justification. You can read. I see what you mean. It's here. This is the justification that shows why the slap was actually okay. Right. When he says that slap was unacceptable and inexcusable, well, that's a pretty good justification. I can see where you could read that into it, Joe. <laughs> He's saying exactly the opposite of what you're saying. He's keep, saying that it's unexcusable under any circumstances. And this, he even says this is an actual apology, but you don't buy it. But then it. Why, did he, why did he include the reason that he did it? In there. Well, I think he's. Why not just say, I am terribly sorry. I acted inappropriately. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it was offensive to people. I, I realize I've done a disservice to myself, my family. His, okay. son, his son put on Facebook, this is how we roll, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so apparently the rest of the family hasn't gotten the message. Okay. Yeah, he went on to say, I'm a work in progress. And he also had to apologize to his wife for the disrespect and disregard that he showed her. Someone and said this morning, if John Voight had done that, 
if someone had made it, and John Voight's a conservative. Okay. And if somebody, if right. John Voight had come out of the audience and slapped Chris Rock across the face, <laughs> there would be enormous repercussions. Well, okay. Well, this well, we're talking about it for two days on this show, so that's, a, that's <laughs> Well, we happening. don't have to talk about it. There are well, other no, horrors we can discuss. I just thought it's, it's kind of an update on one of the things we talked about yesterday. Okay, so you don't buy it. This is a non-apology. No, I, I, think, I think it is an apology. But, you know, all these apologies are awfully convenient. Is it a non-apology or an apology? It's an apology. Okay, so with, you're changing your with Okay, good. An apology with an exception. The exception being that he needs to explain <laughs> okay. why it happened. Oh, okay. He, <laughs> he didn't to just say I messed up. He said I messed yeah, up because. Okay. I got gotcha. you. All right. It was too much for me to bear. Yeah, it sounds like he's accepting some bear. responsibility there. But I understand what you're saying. He's trying to. So then, why was he laughing at it at the beginning? If it was too much for him to bear, just out of curiosity. I'm just trying to figure out why he was grinning after it happened. Is he? walks off stage he actually has a smirk or a grin on his face that's why i thought that's why i really thought that this was staged and the other thing too is when he's coming up on stage chris rock does nothing to like back away from him hold him back or anything he has his hands behind his back right plus he well, i don't think he knew he, what was coming he moves with the punch like a slap just whacks exactly your, yeah the, a slap just whacks your face it looked like a hollywood slap and a punch of course sends you over it does look like if you if you cut the sound and said look here's how you do a hollywood punch you know that's, that's okay. what it looked like cuz cuz chris goes whoa all right let's he goes yeah way down. and i think i think you know chris rock is kind of getting lost in all of this i think he was the consummate pro he took it, he turned it into a joke, and he, and he kept on. on going. I think he should have made more jokes about it. But now let's stop for a minute. If he was truly, if, if uh, Smith was truly sorry that he did this, you know, at what point did he become so sorry? It obviously wasn't after he did it and sat down, because then he's telling him to keep my wife's name out of your blank and mouth twice. Okay. So it must have been after all of the uh, all of the furor. Supposedly, well, yeah, uh, my, one of my favorite actors, my favorite actor, he is my favorite actor, Denzel Washington, came up to him and said something like, uh, "The devil comes for you at your moment of your greatest achievement. At your highest, highest, at level, your highest, highest moment. Be careful. That's when the devil comes for you." Yeah. Okay. I think he got some good advice, and maybe that's what made him realize that he needed to apologize. So you're not that he was so genuinely sorry. So what's the question sorry. that you're asking? I'm not. I'm just saying, where, at what point did he become genuinely sorry? It wasn't after he had sat there for a while, had an opportunity to reflect on what he did, and then when he got up and accepted his award, he apologized to everybody except Chris Rock. Right. Right. Well, so that's when, when did this epiphany occur, Mark? When does that's? <laughs> I don't know the precise time frame, but that's how remorse works. It happens after the incident. But when but you're after saying the not incident. fast enough for you? Okay. Well, no. I'm sorry if you so, if you regret oh, something. Oh, how many times in your life have you done something and you it took you days to regret it or hours and hours to regret it? Usually, if you've done something wrong, you know it fairly quickly. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it was a non-apology with an asterisk. No, it was an apology. It was an apology with an explanation and, a, an and explanation. A, right, hopefully a like buy. It. Someone will buy into it and say, "Well, you know, if Chris Rock hadn't told that joke, he wouldn't have done it." That's what he's hoping for. <laughs> well, that's what Chris is saying that he went. To, he thought he went too far. Can All you right. imagine?
imagine if he would have been the presenter for Best Actor and would have done it right before the Best Actor, you know, made the joke before the Best Actor nominees were read. Okay. And okay. then, of course, Will Smith would have come up, slapped him, and then come up again to accept an Academy <laughs> Award from him. Well, and the Academy is going to really launch an investigation. I bet that'll be a doozy of an investigation. Well, what should they What should they have done when this happens Sunday night? Should they well, have... Well, first of all, I don't think they should strip his Oscar from him. I mean, it has okay. nothing to do with that. His, his acting is certainly great. Uh, I might suspend his membership in the Academy, not let him vote or... He may is not be allowed to eligible? go to any shows anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that Cer would make the most sense to me. Certainly not when anybody's going to dare tell a joke. He's not invited to any more meet and greets. Okay. But don't you think this has a <laughs> chilling effect, a, another chilling effect on comedy in this country? We can't laugh anymore because, and you're always saying to me, well, we must respect everybody. Is well, there something wrong with respect? I think uh, comedy... Humor is based on disrespect. Despite your morose attitude, comedy is thriving. So there's more comedians than really? ever before. Name Name me a name me a Saturday Night Light uh, live sketch that's as anywhere as good as the ones that were done back in well, the seventies. That's not indicative. Name me one. That's that's indicative of talent and creativity and the nuance no, of it's, having it's a, a, the it's, show. It come is on. it is this woke culture that we can't offend anybody. We can't make a joke about anything. Oh, Dale, please set Joe straight. Help us out here. Go ahead, I Dale. I think the government should give that Will Smith probably a tax exemption because I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he took the uh, the whole concentration of our country coming to its knees for some kind of fake acting, and every media outlet is all concentrated on it. So I'm thinking, if that works so well, what are they going to do next? I mean, you know, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, one day it's uh, Trump's investigation, and the next day it's some crazy nonsense craziness. I don't oh, know. Wow. I just don't buy it. I mean. I don't. I mean, I don't really think people's IQ are that low, but apparently they are. Where do you come I mean, down on uh, on um, the shooting, the terrible tragedy, of the shooting that occurred on the set of the movie Rust, with Mr. Baldwin pulling a trigger that accidentally killed someone? Well, Baldwin should get a tax exemption. Also, well, that, 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 that distract us for a short time. I don't know. The media is just going to ride this until uh, some other fake thing comes up. <laughs> While the country falls to its knees, and we we have a, a president that needs to be slapped in the face. Oh, we should slap the know. president in the face. Yeah, oh, I mean, everybody's retirement is being stolen from them. It's pretty. It's sickening. They're raising interest rates. Inflation sky high. Supposedly he's reducing national debt, but all these cities, big cities, are holding all this money. It's 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 chaos. I mean, really. I don't know what's going on, but you guys are just going to continue to play their tune. Well, we're it's doing it. We're, like we're part Smith of the dumbed-down experiment. You know, we are part of the dumbed-down well, experiment. Well, I think Will Smith saved, saved the country. I really do. I really you do. do. You want me to believe that? I really did. Uh, it distracted us. <laughs> he, he, saved, he saved the country. He gave us some more well, bread What should circus. we be talking about, Dale? I don't know. I think we should worry about our retirements where we're, they're being stolen. They're being funneled. So when you're when you're uh, when your private investor uh, tells you to sign over something or transferring uh, accounts, most likely to transfer your accounts are going to be going right into the government's hands and it's going to dwindle. So they're all going to be free of all the uh, consequences. You got to be careful. Well, I don't no, let the government handle my investments. I got a letter saying that they're transferring my funds. I said no, I don't want my funds being transferred. Yeah, I'm sorry, they're Joe. Like, your well, investments hold so many accounts. Three they're trillion dollar deficit, but uh, yeah. Don't, right. Ain't it funny how uh, 
like every 15, 20 years, their your your uh, private investment accounts or retirement accounts is being transferred. Next thing you know, it disappears. It's like routine. Every transferred 15, to 20 where? Years it happens. Like Dale w- transferred from where to where? I'm I'm not certain I follow you. Yeah, you, I know you don't follow me, Joe. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, Dale. Where where are they being I transferred to? to, Joe? It's just this sleight of hand. It's just this little 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 trinket they do. I mean, where are they being transferred? Who's got my money? So when this, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm sure the market's probably about to lose 60% of its holdings. So when they lose 60%, that means your ass, all your retirements are all. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, we got you, Dale. Oh, no. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. We'll just save the country. You, yeah. paint, you paint a very bleak picture, my friend. gets a tax exemption for uh, having distracted the country for a short time. So That's I want to know where this money of mine is being transferred to. <laughs> Why you have a $3 trillion <laughs> deficit. You went from They're having about $2 million dollars in investments to, well, quite frankly, a $3 trillion deficit. Joe, the U.S. government is mismanaging your 401. <laughs> That's pretty clear. So his, con- his comment that the president needs to be slapped is an interesting one. Oh, well, yeah, but don't say that out loud. That condones violence, Secret does it not? Secret Service is listening. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can call us, 1-800-795-9565, if you wish to talk about this or some other topic on the market sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We'd love to hear from you today. Joe says it's a non apology with a big asterisk involved, I'd say, uh, you know, it seems like a reasonable apology to me. What's your view on that topic? Or if you want to not uh, get a tax deduction, we can get back on complaining about the U.S. or state government uh, or some other observations. One of our listeners sends us a note uh, that uh, has Biden, tough guy in the subject line, but another, the next one is Trump, and that's from E.B., and he's never happy about no, uh, President Trump. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You could be some deranged lunatic. I say, come on, toots. My name is the Prince. Besides, what a lunatic have a Porsche like this. Yes, Fresh Prince, back in the day, before he would whack people who offended him. Uh, yes. Upper right-hand corner, then go, right. then go clockwise. Uh, remember when Biden bragged about facing off, uh, what is that, there's something, Razor brandishing corn pop, the bully? 
No, I'm afraid Must I don't remember that. Old so he shoots off about how Putin should be removed a few days ago, and this is how the tough guy walks it back. Well, I do remember he wanted to take Donald Trump out behind the barn and beat the <laughs> crap out of him. Apparently, yesterday, <laughs> President Trump said this. It's more of an aspiration than anything. He shouldn't be in power. There's no, I mean, people like this shouldn't be ruling countries, but they do. The fact is, they do. But it doesn't mean I can't express my outrage about it. Okay, uh, so we're walking that back right. as fast as we can go. And then EB says, another day, another Trump scandal. The federal judge declared that Trump most likely committed felonies in trying to overturn the 2020 election. I can't wait to hear what the excuses are for why this is actually okay. Once again, conservatives will twist themselves into knots defending actions that true patriots would consider indefensible. All right, Joe, begin the twisting. Well, just for example, EB is more than willing to condemn somebody until they're found guilty. Let's, let's make him prove his innocence. Keep twisting. We don't have any presumption of innocence with EB. If you're a conservative, you're a crook. Oh, you're twisting bad. <laughs> yeah, man. all right. You're a crook. All right, upper right-hand corner, and then and, you uh, I like this one, Rob. Joe, Joe, you aren't bald. You're just taller than your hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Rob's uh, up in his office right now. He's not around. Stan, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Yeah, Corn Pop, he was a bad dude. He had carried a razor. You don't remember remember that story, Joe? No, I'm afraid I don't, and I don't think Mark does uh, either. He was he, he was he was spout Joe was Biden was spouting that off at some dedication of a pool down in Delaware that he supposedly used to lifeguard at, and he was telling this story. Also, that's where he said about how he you know little kids would come up sit in his lap. He liked little kids sitting in his laps, and, <laughs> and some of them he had blonde hair that got real light in the sun, and they come down push his hair down and watch it come up in the water. You know, that's the stuff that he was saying at that. You have to go back and find the clip. It's out there. But anyway. <laughs> okay. All righty. <laughs> it's there. Um, it, it's there. His words, his speech on video. All okay. right. But, uh, you know, as far as Biden put his, uh, what is his, his budget proposal out yesterday at five point what eight trillion dollars. It's a big And, uh, yeah, big one. And he's gonna he's gonna reduce deficit spending by a trillion dollars over ten ten years. So that's what a hundred billion dollars a year. That's chump change in the budgets they've been passing the past however many years. So that, that, that's a joke too. You know, the only if they're going to increase spending with new programs, they're not reducing deficit because we don't have the money to spend. They're just going to print more of it. But the, the the big one that I like, you're going after the rich folks, okay? That's that's his big claim there. He's going after the rich folks with a proposal for a 20% tax on unrealized gains. Now, this is on households of over $100 million. I just seen this. Read this in Bloomberg. 100 million? 100 million. Read this in Bloomberg. Okay. So, so now that's unrealized gain. That is stuff that people own that may or may not have gone up and well evidently would have had to go up in value to be a, uh, a gain but he's going to tax them for it they haven't sold it they're going to tax it now people are probably cheering that because oh it's only going against the rich how long until it comes down to the average citizen on their homes you know homes joe you may have paid 50 grand for your home i don't know but suppose today it's worth a half a million because of the way the inflation is and the home prices are. Should you pay a tax on that unrealized gain of $450,000 every year? I think. W- w- does that right? Isn't your home exempt from that? 
Yeah, your personal sure dwelling is. is yeah. Yeah. Right, personal dwelling is. Isn't it? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's it doesn't a, say. It didn't say that. It just said unrealized gains. So that's on property that they own, whether it's housing or whatever. Unrealized gains to me would be if I bought a stock for $5 and it went up to $2,000 a share and I hadn't sold it yet. They probably also chose that particular category because Elon Musk doesn't own any homes. (laughs) He sold all his houses, so he's homeless. Stays And he just paid a big tax, tax bill because he sold, I don't know how many, whatever, hundreds of thousands of millions of shares of Tesla stock. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he paid tax on that biggest tax payment into the U.S. Treasury ever, from what I've seen. Now, whether it's true or not, I don't know. Uh, but he, he did that it. because he wanted to make a point. Okay, that he's paying his fair share. Yeah, I mean it's you know, and and for those people down there in D.C. to compl- keep complaining that the rich or whoever doesn't pay their fair share, they're the ones that wrote the tax code. So if anyone's to blame, they best be looking into the mirror. Well, when you speak of fair shares... And Biden's part of it. When you speak of fair shares, how do some of these members of Congress and the Senate who earn salaries that are less than exorbitant <laughs> become multimillionaires? <laughs> but insider trading, which is legal with them. Yeah. Ask, ask Pelosi. She doesn't want to... They don't want to stop it because that would be uh, lose their honey, you know, their honey pot, their uh, money train. It go away for them. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're the ones that set the laws, set the, you know, the policies of the tax code. Both yep. parties doesn't matter. Both parties did it. Now they're going to complain about people not paying their fair share. <laughs> well, they best be looking in the mirror. And right. Joe Biden was in it. He was in Congress for how? I mean, the Senate how long? Thirty some years, thirty-five right. years, whatever it was, till he became vice president. He has a fifty-year legacy of misguiding the U.S. Well, yeah. in the U.S., yes. I mean, in government, but in, in, when he was in the Senate, I don't know, it was forty years, thirty-five? I don't know what it was. It was a long time. Right. So he is he is responsible as anybody else, and for him to sit up there, he's going back to fiscal responsibility. Oh please, I don't <laughs> want to hear. Sorry, it. No, I, don't he think, saw the I don't think he would know fiscal responsibility if it ran over him. He issued an apology. Oh wait, that's the wrong story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Corn Corn Pop will tell him, come teach him a lesson. Oh, yeah, he's going to take Corn <laughs> Pop around. out with his corn pop chain probably that he got, got wrapped got. around his hand to take on Corn Pop so and his Corn bean Pop crew. is a person, not a thing. Right, a bully at a pool. As if I have my that was his Vague name, Corn Pop? Right. Yeah. It's a bully. Probably yep. a gang member. Huh. Probably BIPOC. Gang member, that's it. Probably BIPOC. You don't know. <laughs> it depends on which story you hear. All right. Thank you yeah, so much, Stan. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. You'll need that during the 9 a.m. hour. We can talk about the topic of your selection. If you don't like what we're talking about, call in and say, hey, I would like to talk about uh, X, Y, or Z. This is News Radio 1070 WK. Okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. Double to KOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. Rob Center isn't our producer anymore, but I was Kevin say, Hurst. You're having flashbacks today, right? Well, yeah, you, you, you got me started yesterday when you said you announced, or just now when you said Rob was next door. It's another Rob. It was a Rob who sent us an email. I didn't say he was next oh, door. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. My mistake. Okay. I apologize, but it's not a real apology. I'm going to have to slap you. It's not a real apology. <laughs> All right. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. We talked a little bit about the apology. And uh, uh, let's see. Chris Rock wasn't the only person kind of reeling things in yesterday. Uh, also, President Biden further clarified exactly what he meant when he said it was time to get uh, Vladimir Putin out of office once and for all. And, uh, of course, this was uh, all related to the speech that he delivers Sunday afternoon, our time. So you can comment on that. Our toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We do have some very brief news headlines here. Volunteer firefighters called to a garage in a house fire in Sealance Grove Monday evening. Dispatchers noted no injuries were reported at the fire where a garage and three vehicles were destroyed. The attached home was damaged shortly after... Shortly after the fire was dispatched, a fire engine from Shamokin Dam was involved in a crash on Routes 11 and 15. No serious injuries are reported to there. Year three of the pandemic and its wartime, too, has us all wound up. Uh, one way to relax a little bit. Put down your phone, social media, take a break. It's not healthy. Connect with people, talk with a friend, unplug and connect to other people. Tara Dively is a licensed marriage and family therapist. Joined us on WKOK Sunrise to shine some light on how we can reduce post-pandemic stress. You can hear her full interview on the WKOK podcast page, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. One of the Valley School Districts around here contributing to the assistance we're sending to Ukraine. Midwest School District has a collection bin at every school office now. It was uh, coordinated by a student, Lily Shaw who's a senior, the district student representative on the school board. They're collecting blankets, backpacks, puzzles, crayons, coloring books, small toys, stuffed animals, of course, all geared toward children. Uh, the principal says the district isn't sure precisely how the donations will get overseas, but U.S. Congressman Fred Keller is helping out. Dr. Auker says local businesses are starting to get involved as well. The Kind Cafe, one place where you can find one of those drop-off locations. I-81 northbound still blocked in Schuylkill County as they clear where the Dozens of vehicles caught up in a snow squall contributed crash yesterday. Between 40 and 60 vehicles, including multiple tractor trailers, were involved. At least three fatalities have been confirmed. The fire wire in Schuylkill County says there were more. Uh, state police uh, trooper says that water tankers were brought in because there were no fire hydrants in that area. He says the highway was snow covered when a snow squall came through. Quote, all it takes is one person to crash into something and you have to pull off the road, but when you continue to drive at highway speed, this is what happens. 
see, this is the first time I've heard a trooper sort of express a, a mild rebuke for people that get involved in these things. When you continue to drive at highway speed, this is what happens. Uh, people whose vehicles were in the crash, uh, two dozen were taken to a hospital. Others were taken initially to a Wegmans distribution center nearby, and some later to a Goodwill Fire Company in Minersville for a meetup with friends or relatives uh, to get transportation out of that scene. A mass casualty incident in Schuylkill County. Northumberland County dispatchers had a role in that, setting up landing zones and sending fire police there. Associated Press reporting a federal judge Monday asserted it's more likely than not that former President Donald Trump committed crimes in his attempt to stop the certification of the 2020 election, ruling in order to release more than 100 emails from Trump advisor John Eastman to the committee participating in the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. The ruling by the U.S. District Court Judge David Carter marked a major legal win for the House panel as they look at correspondence from Eastman, the lawyer who was consulting with Trump as he attempted to overturn the president election. And Governor Ron DeSantis signed into law Monday a highly controversial piece of legislation that restricts instructions on sexual orientation and gender identity in Florida. Flanked by students, he signed the bill, which supporters are called the Parental Rights and Education Bill, but opponents refer to it as the Don't Say Gay Bill. It's strong criticism from the LGBTQ plus community, Democrats in the White House and the entertainment industry. And here's, here's what it says. It What's says, it saying? Okay. Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through third grade or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. It adds the instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate would be constrained in all grades. Who will determine what is age appropriate? State standards. State standards. Finally. Finally. One, okay. one more note here. There's Sorry. more. National Vietnam War Veterans Day is today. It's honoring the men and women who served and sacrificed during the Vietnam War, the second longest conflict in American history. Uh, did you know the Vietnam War outlasted four U.S. presidents, dragged on nearly two decades, and required more than a half million military personnel? Uh, on March 29, 1973, the U.S. finally pulled out of South Vietnam. You can thank a veteran on social media using the hashtag, hashtag Vietnam War Veterans Day. So salute to all the men and women around here who served in Vietnam. There's quite a few. Amen. All right. So the don't they're calling us the don't say gay law, but it says nothing about that in that law, which I find interesting. It's, it's well, like they're it's, trying, you know, to, media, trying to make it sound bad. You know, critics and media give it a another name. You know, I can't think of another example of that, but usually the, the, the nickname they give it doesn't have anything to do with what it really does. Um, it's interesting. I think on face value... Um, it says that you shouldn't talk about sexual orientation or gender identity if it's not age appropriately or developmentally appropriate. But is that not the rule for absolutely everything that is taught in schools? That I mean, you don't go into kindergarten and talk about trigonometry. You don't talk about uh, the the fortunately the ebbing of human rights for the LGBTQ community. LGBTQ plus community. Forgot you know. the A. Oh, oh, did I? I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, no, I'm just saying that I, th I think teaching things that are age appropriate is always wise. All right. But, I mean, don't you agree that, that starting kids out at, at a tender age with things like that is inappropriate? 
Uh, yeah, I think you have to sort of. And don't you they think that parents have a right to determine what it is their schools teach kids? But you can say something about it. You don't have to say absolutely nothing at all whatsoever. I what mean, would you say then? What would be age appropriate for a, a first grader? Well, you can say that there are situations in people's lives where men can be married to men and women can be married to men. Uh, Why does a first woman? grader need to know that? Uh, because the world has it. I mean, it's part of our lives. It's it's the globe. It's the planet they live on. I think if 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 a kid sees it and the kid asks a question about it, you give them a straightforward answer. Okay. But I don't believe you bring it up to them and tell them how they ought to feel about <laughs> it. Modern marriage class in kindergarten. Right. We yeah. are, were going to play blocks today, but, but outside we've decided that it rained. We're, we're going to explain to you what these private parts you have are and what they do. What's that one uh, <laughs> class? Why uh, so-and-so has two dads? You know, Bobby has two Bobby dads. Bobby has two dads. Yeah. Well, you know, at some point, I think you have to answer kids' questions honestly and fairly. But I don't think you indoctrinate them at an early age with information, first of all, that they're not sophisticated enough to process and would be very meaningless to them in the first place. Well, and we've had parents go into schools and say that some of the information that was available for kindergartners is pornographic. And, I, you know, again, pornography is in the eye of the beholder. If you want your child to know absolutely nothing about any of these uh, topics or subjects, any mention of them, you could find pornographic. So you have to see exactly what the governor is talking about and exactly what the parents are talking about. But it, it doesn't bother me at all that parents are getting more involved in education and, and monitoring school boards. Granted, there's a little bit of a pushback, but maybe uh, maybe school boards advance, in some communities, maybe school boards advance beyond what the community wants or can tolerate, so the parents push back. Well, there's an example in the news today that I thought was interesting. There are egregious examples of government-run school districts in all 50 states trying to assert themselves as big father and big mother. But one district in particular has emerged as an early contender to be the ignoble Loudoun County of 2022, a Claire area in Wisconsin. From white privilege tests to heterosexual privilege checklists to teacher trainings that urge students to hide gender transitions from their parents, woke bureaucrats in the Badger State have launched an all-out assault on parental rights. You might not live in Wisconsin or anywhere near it, but you need to pay very close attention to what's going on there. It's now where the progressive playbook for hijacking education and a range of other issues that must remain innate to parents is being run. And know that the playbook was meticulously designed by powerful forces intended for nationwide implementation. Euclare, and this is what's interesting, Euclare began to show its radicalization earnestly in this month. Candidates for the school board shared a teacher training presentation that proclaimed, quote, facilitators guide this discussion about sexual and gender identity. Remember, parents are not entitled to know their kids' identities. That knowledge must be earned. Stunningly, both the superintendent and the school board president fully defended that ruling. Mm-hmm. Now, do you buy that? I don't think that that's right. So if a, if a child expresses to a teacher or principal or somebody that they are transitioning or have wished to uh, be transgender, then... No, it said that the parents are not entitled to know their kids' identities. What that was it? the training they got. Okay. So if a kid decides, it comes out to a teacher and says, I want to be a girl oh, and they're okay. a boy... Uh, the teacher has no obligation to uh, to do anything to tell the parents or share this so information have, with they, them. They have no obligation, but they have the opportunity if they so choose. No. Okay. Remember, parents it, are not okay. entitled to know their kids' identities. Okay. Not entitled. Well, if the parents are not entitled, 
who in God's name would be? Well, why is a teacher being told this? Well, that's the an excellent question, Mark. Why is a teacher being told this? These people, um, well, for example, you Claire facilitators, a title that smacks of 1984, should also, according to training, have no qualms about steamrolling parents who have religious objections to gender transition. We're told those objections are nothing more than the quote, the weaponization of religion against queer people. Oh, okay, so if a student is. Uh, feeling this and, and confides in a teacher? Am I reading this or am I understanding uh, They this go correctly? on to say, when the conversation turns to navigating parents' faith-based rejection of their students' queer identity, it's critical to remember that we must not act as stand-ins for oppressive ideas, behaviors, and attitudes, even and especially if that oppression comes from their parents. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think if a student confides in a teacher, maybe almost like a last resort situation. I can see why the teacher would want to keep that confidential or the district would want to keep it confidential from the parent. I, I think if a student confides in a teacher, I mean, obviously that's not okay, a so trained a teacher, counselor or anything. You want to get some oh, assistance Stop and think there. for a minute. Teachers are, are mandatory reporters. If they suspect child abuse, they are required to report it. Whether so you think a child that's transitioning is being abused? I don't know. You know, I'm willing to say that if... if Who's abusing well, if me, the child me, no, transitions? No, 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 you're, you're missing the point. It okay. isn't that the child... Obviously, child abuse needs to be reported. But if we're reporting things back to the parents and letting them know, or if we're mandatory reporting that something is going on with the child, don't you think that we should also report to the parents if a child tells them something, the teacher, something like that? I don't think so. I think if a, t a, really? student, if a student confides in a teacher that they have, that this is going on in their life and they need to talk to someone somebody and they need to find somebody or get some help or get some counseling or get some guidance or uh, see something. I don't think the parent should run to the parent I mean, or the, t the teacher should run to the parent. That's what the child's trying to avoid at the moment. So but any parent-teacher parent conference, you know, that they have those all the time and the parent, the teacher knows something about the child, something affecting the child's study, something affecting I, I the child's behavior. I think the should be able to confide in the teacher. Yeah, I think that's okay. And then the teacher should do the right thing. Well, What's the right thing? Which is refer the child to a counselor or somebody that's... Not the parents. No, you don't have to tell the parents. If the par if the kid comes in and says, look, I, I can't tell my parents this, I want to, you know, I'm gay or whatever, my, you know, my dad won't accept it, so blah, blah, blah. Uh, why do you want the teacher to, to immediately leave the room and tell at, the parents? I didn't say immediately leave okay, the room. Okay, we'll wait five minutes right, and so then tell at the what age, at what age would, would the teacher have some obligation? If the child is in first grade... I would submit to you that there is a difference between how it ought to be handled and if the child's in 12th grade. Well, if you have an opportunity for... I, I think teachers... I think parents are... Scratch that. Students should be able to confide in teachers. Teachers then refer it to, to appropriate counselors. And I'll tell you what, if you put a kid in counseling or they get some counseling within the school, I guarantee you the very first thing the counselor's going to say is, thank you for all that information. Somehow, some way, we've got to get the parents in on this loop. You know, I don't know how you're going to do it. Apparently or who's not in Euclid. They're they're saying there that the teachers are not well, supposed the teachers, to listen. Right, but a, a professional counselor is going to advise the student, saying, "I know you don't think your parents are going to understand, but we're you know we're going to be stuck at you know step one of this unless you tell your parents." <laughs> you know, we got but any counselor. I mean, it's like 
I don't know, not common knowledge, but I would think anything that's going on with a student, that's going to be something that the counselor is going to say. But I don't think the teacher should be the person to dime them. I think there's got to be somebody that the student can go to first and know that, okay, this is going to stay private for a short time, but the teacher has an obligation to tell somebody in the school well, if, if that's the, appropriate. If the child, I would agree with you, if the child had told the parents and the parents had done something terrible to the child as a result of that. Okay. But not just generally. I think the parents need to be involved from the very beginning. All right. You think they should be dimed immediately. All right. We got callers uh, standing by, ha have an opinion on this. Should parents immediately dime a student who confides in them an important topic? Joe says yes. I say no. I think What's the phone it? calls are a quarter now. Okay. 1-800-795-9565. Standby callers. We got to get this out of the way. You're coming up. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Teach your children well. Their father's hell did slowly go by. <laughs> Thank you. So much, Kevin, as appropriate bumper music. We're talking about a school district where uh, the communities found out that teachers uh, are able to accept confidential information from students without immediately telling the parents. Joe says you have to tell the parents right away, no matter what the student oh, no, has come on, said. Yeah. It's critical to remember we must not act as stand-ins for the oppressive ideas, behaviors, and attitudes, even and especially if they come from the parents. Okay. <laughs> Harry, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Well, I, I find most of the fuss about this uh, this new Florida law kind of confusing because I don't know what kind of sick, twisted mind thinks that taking somebody from five to nine years old and teaching them what their sexuality is when they don't even know what sexuality means or is, period, it is acceptable. And I also really don't understand, as the rest of the conversation went around, is when did the schools become the the conscience of the family where parents shouldn't know something when when did that happen was i pulled a rip van winkle and fell asleep <laughs> that all of a sudden the family unit means nothing and now it's the the board of education that's the most important actually but the first part less of it, than the nothing. whole thing with the young kids that's that to me smacks of, of, of pedophilia more than anything else <laughs> You make a good point. I mean, I, I, I just the, this whole idea that the parents, well, the kids have to be protected from their parents. The, the school district has no right to intervene in that or to make that kind of a judgment. Well, and I think don't you think that if that is the case, then there should be an investigation to see what else is going on in the home that they're being abused or something. But 
but I'm telling you, the, the whole thing, I don't understand the whole fuss about the whole thing. What is the fuss about this law? The law doesn't say that they can't be taught about it. The law says it can't be taught up until a certain age. Am I, am I misreading that? Nope. Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards in other grades. So okay. uh, it can't... But even so, the, the gist of it is is why would you need to teach kids from kindergarten to third grade what their sexuality is? Do you think that the majority of kids even know what sexuality means, let alone what it is? Well, I That's think if you're, nobody's asking. I think the key is not that it would be a significant part of the curriculum, like uh, we're doing uh, today. We're doing it should be any part of the curriculum. We're doing reading, writing, and sexual orientation today, kids. So thanks for tuning in. No, it's I don't think it's that's what they're talking about. I think that if it comes up as part of a lesson, if you're talking about, like, if they talk about, uh, you know, I don't, this, they wouldn't do this, but if you're talking about the Oscars and you see Kristen Stewart kiss her girlfriend, then that comes up, and so then they talk about sexual orientation but that I think you're 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 on pretty safe ground saying why would this be brought up in a kindergarten through third grade class but if something does thrust it into the news the teachers would not be allowed to discuss it that's what this is doing in my view I, I I guess I understand that part I mean I understand what you're saying but again it comes down to what five to nine year old would even understand what sexuality is and why are we I mean, they don't even know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, I think that the whole protest about it is is silly because it's not saying that you can't honor or respect LGBTQ or whatever all the initials. I can't keep track of all of them anymore. You can't respect that, but but you can't. But why you have to indoctrinate somebody into it at the first time you can teach them is what strikes me. And that, indoctrinate that's them. the that's issue funny. that nobody brings up. What, what is the indoctrination that schools are doing uh, about gender identity in third grade now? Uh, to me, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand all this stuff anyhow I, if, with that. But, but what I'm saying is to, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it to teach them how to live like that and i don't that's not the school's responsibility yeah that's not what they're doing they, it really we just have to come up as part of another conversation they're not trying to teach them how to be transgender well, or anything all right harry we got if you, if they're, you. If they're okay, withholding what are you, you going to say okay all of a sudden well dr seuss uh, well never mind it's, right you and i are going to have to agree to disagree <laughs> on this dr seuss so was a little sketchy <laughs> it, it defies description thank you harry yeah, dr thank seuss you so is a little sketchy we shouldn't be teaching him right chris you're on the mark thanks for calling in yeah, well, first of all, I just want to worry about uh, Biden's comment on on Putin. He explained it yesterday the way I took it, especially with the "my God" in front of it. It was an expression of moral outrage that he's uh, that he's able to do the things he is. It wasn't a call that we're going to get rid of him. That was how I, uh, I I interpreted it, and I was glad to see he walked it back that way instead of the stupid way the White House did the day before, because that is exactly how I heard it. Okay. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, are there state standards? That's my first question. And what are they? Are they all in detail someplace? 
or is it just a fiction that there is state standards? That's one thing I'd have to find out. Well, there would be a state standard law. now, Chris, with the Florida law creates a state standard. Yeah, is it, what is it? Do they have really... It shall not be... three, we can say words like this and that, or explain this and that, and grades five, we can explain that and this. I think what it does is it sets a guideline. It's like, do you know it even exists, first of all? Well, I think that, you're, you're, maybe you're not hearing me, I think what they, the law does is... <laughs> Why do you say that? Let, yeah, me, let me explain. explain. The law it, right? sets the general parameters of what is and isn't acceptable. And within those parameters, each individual school district must determine what its own policy is. Okay, so is there a set of standards in that law? Have you seen them printed anywhere? No, that's what I just said okay. to you. It's up to the school districts to develop that's the standards so based on the law. Know for sure they, they exist yet the standards. Right, but there is, okay. a, obviously, there have been standards in place that are unacceptable and to the Florida legislature. <laughs> obviously, I don't know that, and I don't think you do either, but we'll skip that for the moment, since we can't discuss it because we don't know what they are. If we know what they are, then we can discuss it. Uh, so, moving on from that, uh, there are several laws various states have placed and the other one that they're all big on these days is prohibiting the teaching of CRT. And that's really, and one of the states, I think maybe one of the states in the sexual teaching also uh, did it, but I'm not sure, but I know they did on one of, one of the states did on CRT, they did the Texas law where any parent could sue the teacher if such things are taught. Mm. And that makes it doubly bad because it, it, both of these laws are kind of intimidations of teachers. Now, one Florida teacher that I read about, he's gay. He has a same-sex partner. And they have a bring-your-spouse-to-work day. <laughs> now, he's teaching second or first or second or third grades, and he expects if he does bring his spouse to work, which they do have a bring their spouse to work day, some students are going to ask him, what do you mean this is a, this is a, this is a guy, your, your wife is a guy or something, you know? And mm-hmm. now he doesn't know what he can say. How hmm. can he explain this? How can he give an answer? It's, it's state intimidation to not to talk about the issue. Well, then maybe it's they should one just... One of the things that's going and on. Maybe, maybe they should cancel that day. Yeah, bring your spouse today. <laughs> Boy, what's wrong with that? Well, apparently it's going to cause issues, as you point okay, out, in third grade or first grade or second you. grade. You think that causes an issue? What, what if you don't have a spouse? Excuse me. All the, today we're going to raise up and yeah, you brought nothing and, to school. Inhale all the lonely people. Well, you're not. You're not. You're not married. What's the problem? Or he, well, isn't he or she can't get off work? Isn't it likely to hurt someone if they don't have a spouse anyway, and you're told I to have a spouse? So. No. But I should you be able so to say all gay? No flake himself. <laughs> Should you be able to say but, gay in third but grade? I got another question for you, which brings up a more serious topic. Uh, but where you're out you of time. Like the answer you're out of time. But yes. Sorry, no, got I'm two not. Other call. I have one time for this one more question. We have two other calls well, pending. I have one time for one question, Joe. Go ahead. If, if 
forcing a, a your child to be straight, demanding your child be straight, isn't child abuse. Why is demanding your child be queer perhaps considered child abuse? There you go. Well said. You can't be inconsistent on those. That's two. not. That's not what they're teaching. Well, that's not done. That, they're is teaching broad, that they, the teachers question. are not allowed to. Thank to, you, Chris. To tell the parents if the kids talk to them about twist it. and wiggle, twist no, and wiggle. You're off the All right, target. we got two callers waiting. We'll be right back. Young people, you can count on them to be the future. No argument there. Uh, let's see, talking about a Florida law now signed into law, uh, uh, inappropriately named the Don't Say Gay Bill, in my view. But anyway, it says classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through third grade or in a manner that's not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. Uh, that's signed into law. But we're also talking about a uh, article Joe found that relates to a Wyoming. School no, district. no, you, you player Wisconsin. Wisconsin School District. I knew it was a W. Anyway, uh, where the uh, teachers are not allowed to withhold information from parents if a student confides in them about anything. Um, no, they are allowed. That's the whole point the, of the article. They are permitted, but they are being encouraged not to report to the parents. Okay. Uh, when the conversation turns to navigating parents. Faith-based projection for their students, queer identity. All right. One of our listeners says, if you want to save America and its youth, the Department of Education needs to be eliminated and public schools defunded. Mike, what's your view on these topics? Go right ahead. Yes, good morning. Um, Let me just start by saying I I taught second grade in a public school in northeastern PA for 15 years. And nowhere in our curriculum was there any um, segment of it about sexual orientation or sexuality at all. So if something would come up in some fashion, a straightforward answer was tendered, and then it was referred to the guidance department, and they followed up with a discussion with the students and a phone call to the parent. That's that's how we handled that. But that's not why I called. I want to know what you guys think about this. Age appropriateness, developmental appropriateness, uh, I, I agree with that concept, and I transferred over to seven, eight, nine years old year olds in my local paper being seen holding up a dead deer or whatever. I don't think they're ready to understand the concept of killing, whether it be with a rifle, an arrow, a barbed hook, or a trap, sentient creatures. And that seems to be fine and dandy for a lot of people. I'm just wondering what you guys think of that and what your listeners think of it. That, I'll that's hang an, up and listen. No, it's an interesting point. I, I guess you could say, you know, what, what does that teach them about killing and death and value? Although, if they're doing it for food, I think that's only natural because we do kill things to eat them. I mean, right or wrong, we do. Well, that's another, that's another topic. I mean, that is savage and as brutal as it gets in terms of the number of chickens, cows, etc. It's in the billions. Most kids don't know about that. But uh, that is brutal and savage and totally unnecessary, to be honest with you. It's been proved over and over again. You don't need those foods to be healthy. As a matter of fact, they, they keep you from being as healthy as you could be. But, I mean, people, I mean, transitioning over to things in society take a long time. Uh, 
being a vegan or a vegetarian is gradually through education gaining prominence, but it'll probably take another hundred years. And someday we'll look back and say, holy cow, no pun intended, what were we doing to these other creatures who can sense fear, you know, they, they want their freedom, they struggle to get away. I mean, it, it's totally outrageous what goes on in the factory farming uh, community and how it's just uh, rationalized. Well, if I may, par- you, if I may paraphrase, I right? Go. If Thank I may you. paraphrase Charlton Heston, they'll take the stake out of my cold dead hand. Oh, brother! <laughs> All right. One of our listeners says, "Chris, are you okay with grooming this degenerate lifestyle?" Question mark. Another individual says, "Age appropriate." Let's see. Would a presentation by a veteran about war to four to eight year olds be the same as high school seniors? No. Same goes for sex education. Joe. Next and the one. curious part is Disney employees protesting the Florida bill after Disney employees are arrested for child trafficking. What are their motives? Oh dear. And what's the problem, Mark? Mark. The Alphabet Soup Coalition wants to put all their explicit info in preschool and up. They are grooming kids and need to be stopped. Oh yeah, that's what's happening. (laughs) Little pedophiles. Let's see. Dave, you are next up. Thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. I don't don't think the schools should be holding, you know, information back. I mean, as they grow up, as a child grows up, their hormones change. Now, when my daughter got her menstrual cycle, my wife before got a book and read it to her. I mean, you don't hear anything about what they're saying about their bodies. Just Everything has to be about, you know, sexual orientation. You gotta, you gotta do something to tell them about their body and let them, you know, they're, they're gonna experiment. They're gonna experiment, okay? And it's gonna come to them one way or another. Now, when, when I was in school, we had gym class and then we had health class and they told us about our bodies and that was it. But at what age? I mean, I mean, the question is becoming, what is age appropriate? At what point do we tell a kid what? Well, I, I, I do believe we learned it in eighth grade, you know, about how your body's changing, you know, and, and let nature, you know, and other kids are going to talk to other kids, you know, they're going to talk with their friends and stuff. They're going to find out, you know, and if, if, if a child does have an issue with telling their parents, well, I can understand that, you know, then they should step in and the school should try to protect them if they have issues at home with their parents. But uh, for cramming it down our throats, just let the kids (laughs) be the kids and teach them about their bodies at appropriate times. Uh, they're they're the operative words at appropriate times. (laughs) But not kindergarten. Yeah, I don't think we need to tell people about, uh, you know, the LGBTQ lifestyle or orientation in the second and third grade. I just don't think that makes a lot of sense. I don't think they can handle the information or process it. Well, well, just think about how you learned and how, you know, you're going to learn as you go through life. And, you know, I just don't think it's right that they're, you know, cramming, you know, woman, woman, man, man. I accept it, but I, you know, I don't think they should be hiding that from us. Yeah. If it, you know, because I would want to, if my pro, my student, my, sorry, my son or daughter had a problem and they went to the school, well then, maybe there is an issue at home. So you should, the school, I guess, should try to protect them in that way. 
but I would want to know so I can get them help if they need help or answer their questions. All right. Fair enough. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Appreciate your call, Thanks Mike. Thanks for calling Thank in. Thank you. Take care. All right. Uh, lower right-hand corner, Joe, and then in the middle. All right. Uh, let's see. Lower right-hand corner. Don't say gay, but those words don't appear in the law, and that's true. They don't. Uh, so a judge is passing judgment without hearing both sides. Not very unbiased. Oh, that's relating to President Trump. Uh, relief stress. Put down your oh, wait, phone. Wait, 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 wait. That, that was a big fat court argument with both sides presented, and that's what the judge determined. That was both sides. He said sides it was more likely than not. Right. Right. Well, I'm not saying it's the most definitive <laughs> ruling you ever heard. But, yeah, both uh, the January 6th committee and attorneys for Mr. Eastman were there. And it, it wasn't was a, a ruling about Trump's guilt or innocence. It no, was a no, it's decision just about, about releasing some emails. An evidentiary ruling. Uh, when both sides oh, were there. Evidentiary. Very right. good. And, and it was both sides were there. Very legalistic. Are you a member of the Bar Association? <laughs> Tragically, <laughs> okay. yes. Dave says, did the name of the show change to On the Chris when he told you, yes, I can ask another question? This man, unless he had a <laughs> Sex change has no respect for your rules. He cannot take no for an answer. Well, we, we, we everybody kind of gets their last word, and it's not just uh, the show is actually called on the stand, but uh, Chris is allowed to call in between stand segments. All right, I got to tell you about something that's uh, really important. <laughs> arr, arr. We've been discussing something really important. 2022 antimatter blue. Carbonized gray accent, XLT appearance package, 2.7 V6 EcoBoost motor, electronic auto temperature control, which means that you don't have to adjust it. You can let your lovely bride set or your spouse uh, set the air conditioning in the vehicle or the heat, and it works perfect. It's got Sync 4, which means it uses the Android Auto. has LED side mirror spotlights, which means when you are loading and unloading, you want the LED lights on, you just turn them on. Of course, it's got a lighted bed, lighted hood lighted front, power outlets all over the place, remote start. You can start it on the internet, even if it's around the other side of the world. You can run it for a short time if you wanted to. LED box lighting. It's got a 360 camera package. It's like having a drone flying over you all the time. Onboard 400-watt power outlet and a outboard 400-watt power outlet. In other words, one outlet's up front, one's in the back. Uh, and, of course, built-in navigation. It's got mud mode, slippery, deep towing, hauling and an eight-foot bed. What am I talking about? It's not a motel room. No, it is the 2022 Ford F-150. It's got a tailgate step that has a bottle opener on it. I haven't had anything out of drink out of a bottle that needed an opener in a long time, but now is the time. It's got Ford Copilot 360. This is a vehicle that is parked on the lot at the Sunbury Motor Company, and they would just love for you to drive away in it before I get a chance to get my hands on it. But they got a lot of other vehicles there, too. Edge, Escape, Echo, Ranger, Maverick, Bronco, full-size Bronco, Mustang Mach-E, regular Mustang that uses gasoline, Explorer, Expedition, Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Every poor's a man inside A girl's a woman too And if you want to reach your destiny Here's what you've got to do When it's time to change Then it's time to change That's a Brady Bunch song. I think that's got to do with puberty. I I would think so. (laughs) Sounds like it. Uh, Let's see. Uh, The judge made the decisions about Trump. It was a Clinton appointee. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, our courts are unreliable. We've already established that. And then Mike calls pushing vegan and vegetarian lifestyle. That's the problem with the left. They demand we accept their choice, but they won't accept meat. (laughs) It's pronounced vegan. (laughs) Vegan, vegan. Okay. (laughs) All right, next one. Bottom one. All right, life and death. How and why? needs to be taught to kids. PETA people eating tasty animals. All right. That's what PETA stands for, people eating tasty animals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That puts Mike from Bloomsburg on the... Oh, nope, not Dale. Hold on. Dale gets a minute in a minute, but not Mike goes next. Right. There we go. Okay, Mike, you're on the mark. Yeah, he, the uh, don't say gay bill it was really off my radar screen until the other day. You know, I'd heard it talked about on the news, you know, the top and bottom of the hour, don't say gay, Bill. And I thought, boy, that's kind of a funny name for a bill, you know, because I think people in the United States believe in free speech for the most part. And uh, I just thought that was kind of bad. And then yesterday, I happened to turn on Newsmax, and because uh, a friend of mine who's a retired college professor that never paid any attention to uh, p- politics, but he retired uh, last year, and he said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. This is cold turkey for me. But anyway, he told me about this Newsmax show. And they read what this bill was, the name of it and, and, and the synopsis. And I said to myself, I said, well, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with not saying gay. And, uh, and it just reinforced my belief that the Democrats, you know, they run on narratives, okay? And the narratives generally don't match reality. Well, gay means and, sexual and orientation. That's it, it does say classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation may not occur. It doesn't say gay, but sexual orientation is what gay relates to. Then why don't they call right, the bill don't say sexual orientation? Well, that's, that's too lengthy. You need to shorten it. You need a snappy <laughs> title to get the conversation going. But I think a lot of people are like me. They don't really pay that much attention to the mainstream media. It's just on when they're doing stuff. And for me, when I'm listening to talk radio, it's the news is on during the breaks. And what I'm saying is that most people are probably like myself, saying you're not allowed to say gay, okay? And now when it says don't say gay, Bill, and I never heard the idea that this was between kindergarten and third grade. I just thought it was in school, period. And to me, my point is that the Democrats always have a narrative, and so often that narrative does not fit the reality, okay? And I think, and I'm just going to say it, I think the people that are in control of the Democrat Party, and, and, and when I say in control, I'm talking about the left. Biden's not in control of this party. He's just doing exactly what I think the people in the left, the power structure, are telling him to do, and they are ruthless and I believe they're kind of despicable, and I'm going to say they border on being anti-American. They, they, they want to weaken this country, and 
divisiveness is the number one way of doing it. <laughs> yes, the man is on a diatribe against Democrats. That's interesting. <laughs> so you're participating in this division by dissing the other side. Well, I'm, well, yeah, absolutely, because I think <laughs> okay. it, they're absolutely a threat to the future of this country. I mean, gotcha. Biden's gonna, he's, he just threw out a bill, uh, an idea for a bill for a budget the other day, and I, and I just took a cursory look at this, and basically what I'm seeing is more spending, more money printing, more deficits, and a lot of us, uh, when I say social problems, everybody likes social programs. All right, we got to get another call going. Go ahead, wrap up real okay. quick. So you, there has to be a limit to how much we drive this economy into the ground by government spending. <laughs> and to me, the Democrats are in charge right oh, now, yeah. and they're just making matters worse. <laughs> uh, very Mike, good. Please, Thanks, Mike. Please go to the record and look at who's right. run up the deficits. Trump was just there for four years. He's the Republican, and he just doubled and redoubled the deficit. <laughs> well, yeah, Biden's Every the Republican has, has been... Biden is the one who's drunk on spending, brother. you got, you got oh to realize God. it. Man. Dave says something interesting. He says, geez, let's just have porn movie day in kindergarten, but mention something about God in school, and the SWAT <laughs> team will come and take you away. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Joseph, you get a couple minutes, and then Dale gets a few seconds. Go right ahead. Okay, about this perverted... Uh, teaching and, and trying to teach our innocent children of uh, perverted sexual uh, <laughs> How do you really feel? <laughs> with gays and homosexuals and queers and lesbians. It's totally wrong. And why I say that, I'm going back to the beginning. When our, our father, Adam and Eve, and our mother in the Garden of Eden, they were naked. And the Almighty created them that way. He didn't want them to have the knowledge of good and evil. We know that to be the original sin, right? And after they took of that fruit, or the knowledge of good and evil, what happened to them? They seen that they were naked, they sold fig leaves together, and Yahweh came and said, he said this, who told you you were naked? In other words, I didn't tell you that. It was Satan. So In other words, it had to do with sexual orientation. And he didn't want them to have that knowledge. You're advocating you that people, na- that, Joseph. Are, are you advo- Father created Are you that advocating Joseph? That was the garden Joseph, of Eden. That was perfect. Joseph, that was are you advocating in the Garden of Eden? <laughs> Joseph, are you not going to Now I understand that Joseph. because of what they did. But it was Satan that perverted sexual okay. Joseph. Joseph. Hey, Joseph. Hello, Joseph. Hello. Earth to Joseph. Crap is coming <laughs> down he's, the he's road not today. Listening. No, he's not Thank listening. You. Okay. All right. What do you, do you want to ask? Well, I'm just going to say, are we suggesting that third and second and third graders go with no clothes because Adam and Eve were naked at the beginning? Oh, okay. That makes it. That's what I heard. Dale, you get 30 seconds. Go. Yeah, I want to know how that word QAnon came out during the Obama administration and it was meant to, and it was meant to be for the mainstream media, ABC, CBS, and NBC. So how did they spin that? Because QAnon came out during the Obama administration. That is an it's unanswerable main, question. I think it's the, the Q-tip syndrome. Q-tips did it. Okay, Q-tips. All right. Well, busy day. Drag, drug this show down to nonsensical <laughs> levels. So thank you, sir. Much appreciated. Always happy to drag you to thank the reality. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is WDK, OK Sunbury.